Hello and welcome to the Chris the Freelancer podcast. This is the podcast all about location independence, time freedom, and living life on your terms. Each week we interview a new guest on the show and today I'm sitting down with Colin Pomeroy, a former cocktail bartender who made the decision to become location independent and now travels the world as a freelance copywriter. In today's episode, we discuss Colin's journey towards location independence, including the struggles and successes, as well as a bunch of stuff that I think will really help some of the listeners out there with pursuing the digital nomad lifestyle. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode three with Colin Pomeroy. For show notes and more, visit ChrisTheFreelancer.com. All right, I'm here with Colin Pomeroy. Uh, how are you doing, Colin? <laughs> I'm good, man. Thanks. Yeah, did I, say the, did I say the name correctly? Yeah, you got it right. Okay. I just, <laughs> your radio voice just cracks, oh, yeah. cracks me well, up. Well, so. we are running a show here. <laughs> um, yeah, it makes, makes so sense. So Colin and I met, how did... It was, I remember we went to that, um, we were at the Nomad Coffee meetup, yep. and then uh, there was this pizza thing. Actually, if, if, if you, you guys watch the vlog, it's actually um, in the Chiang Mai lifestyle vlog, and uh, we, at the end of that one, we go to this uh, pizza restaurant, but off camera, Colin uh, was nice enough to offer me a ride home, but he was already giving somebody else a ride home, and I wasn't really keen to have you know, three dudes on a bike in, in Chiang Mai, <laughs> yeah. even though like, even though people do do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was open to it, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was, um, you know, sort of uh, interested in uh, Colin's story because he is what I like to call an, an inspiring nomad. And that is somebody who has kind of started from scratch and sort of decided that they wanted to be location independent and, and kind of made that happen. And if you've been following the blog, you would have seen that I interviewed uh, Colin on the blog, but this is going to be a bit more in-depth. This is going to be obviously an audio form. So yeah, we can basically have a conversation and, and, and kind of get into, you know, your motivations and how you got started. So yeah. So let's start at the beginning. When did you decide that you wanted to be location independent or how did you get to a point where you know, you wanted to sort of work and travel and and trying to pursue an alternative lifestyle? I think it was about five years ago. It was at least five years ago. And I remember that I was online and I was looking at, I was surfing blogs. I was very into personal development. And I found this one blog called Location 180. Yeah. And it was run by a guy named Sean Ogle. And I was, I just remember thinking that, is awesome. I want that guy's life. I want to do exactly what he's doing. He was running a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he taught people, he was teaching people how to become location independent and how to run a business online and live wherever you want. Okay. So that was my, my initial inspiration. Do you remember the uh, blog post or anything like that? No, I have no idea what it was, but uh, I just remember okay. finding the site being like, what? Yeah. This yeah. is possible. And then being like, this is exactly what I want, you know? Yeah, that's similar story for me was um, a blog article about Peter Levels and how he was launching 12 startups in 12 months. And that's when I saw the, the, two, the two words together, the phrase digital nomad. And I was curious. I looked it up and yeah, it's just it, 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 it was a switch that happened really quickly. I don't know. It was, it was similar for you. Was it, did you read that blog post and you're like, 
wow, I'm, I'm starting this tomorrow. Like, or, or were you, was it just like in the back of your mind for a while? Uh, it was definitely in the back of my mind. It was like, okay, now I have a direction and I'm, I need to make this happen. But it took a lot, it took me a long time to really like go for it. Okay. So yeah. Did you, I, I think a, a, f- a common thread through a lot of these people that want to live travel as a lifestyle is, you know, a certain travel experience where they caught the travel bug and that's when it starts, you know, getting people thinking, oh, well, I wonder how I can travel long term. And a lot of people start like that. And, and that was me as well. I had six months in the U.S., and did some like traveling around the US. So I was mainly based in LA. But after that, I came back and I was just like, wow, like I, I want to make travel a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so similar story for you or um, was it something completely different? It was a little different. I remember thinking that I really wanted to have travel be a part of my life. I, so the last term in college I actually spent in Copenhagen, Denmark. And I traveled for a month after Copenhagen, Denmark, uh, sorry, after living in Denmark, I traveled for a whole month through Europe. And I remember having this conversation with a friend of mine who also did the same thing. We went on separate paths. And I think about a three weeks to about a month through, I got sort of bored in a way. Like I loved traveling, but I felt like I needed some purpose. Does that make sense? Like, I mean, I, sh- I can't say I was bored, but I was like, I had this internal, like, I had something that I really wanted to be doing and I didn't really know how to gauge my my next moves and I just felt like I was like a, being a tourist that yeah. was just going okay like to the next museum and to the next thing. So, I felt like I really wanted I had something that I that I wanted to be doing or like some purpose. And so later I knew I really enjoyed traveling and and experiencing different cultures. But when I realize you could you could work and build something and run a business while doing that yeah. it's sort of like put the puzzle pieces in place yeah. and it all made sense to me and I was like that's exactly what I want to be doing if I could go somewhere wherever I want and have the freedom to work and explore different places then that's was kind of that was sort of the missing link for me with that first Europe trip okay. I think and yeah, I remember having a conversation with you now about purpose-driven travel. Yeah. And I feel the exact same way. And yeah, I kind of, the backpacker thing doesn't appeal to me that much because I guess you go, when you're, when you're a backpacker, you're kind of chasing the next experience and you just, I don't know, like... I feel like I'm not contributing anything. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not creating anything. Yeah. It was more like I'm just doing what I'm... Sp- I'm just like following the, the her, almost the herd in a way, the traveler herd, you know? Yeah. It's a different herd, but <laughs> I just felt like I was sort of like, okay, next thing, I saw that, cool. And granted, you can do traveling and it, it, doesn't, have to, it doesn't have to be like that. Like yeah. you can still have an amazing experience with just traveling. You don't have to be doing something. But I remember that specific thought coming up during, during my Europe travel was like, I wish I had something to like create while I was doing this, like some okay. purpose, you know. And that, was that something you had? A, was that a feeling you had back home as well? Like, were there were there indicators that you wanted to? Well, let's well let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about the career stuff. Kind of what what, what career were you doing at the time? And and what was it before reading the vlo- the blog that you saw that you were looking? Oh, maybe I'll look at different careers, and then maybe that made it clearer for you. Or were you working at this job? Everything was you know fine, and then you're just like, wait, there's 
this um, better world out there. How did this sort of it, well, happen? In terms I always of felt like I was in an interim job because I was, I was bartending at the time. So I had graduated college and I went to work with the family business and then I, you know, thinking I was going to take it over one day. And then I realized that I was definitely not going to be doing that. Was, so the family business was a bow? No, no. My, sorry. My family, my dad had a um, jewelry design company. Oh, okay. So I went to work for him and I was like, oh, maybe someday I'll grow it and take yeah. it over. But I was like, no, I need to, you know, so I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I started bartending. I moved to the city where in Oregon to Portland and I started bartending and was basically like figuring out what I wanted to do with my life for like five years. And <laughs> during this time, I would do some personal development stuff and I was trying different things out but during that time is when I saw the blog and is when I was like that's exactly what I want to do okay cool yeah when you say that's what I want to do you mean like kind of remote work and travel right yeah like the digital nomad lifestyle but did you have any clue about what kind of work within that you were interested in I did actually so um I'll just tell you sort of the story of how it went down I guess yeah so I I ended up reading Sean's blog and then I became a member of his his paid program which is Location Rebel and it Location Rebel teaches you how to you know teaches you skills that you can build a location independent business with yeah and then during that time I actually found out that Sean and I had been uh we had both worked for College Works Painting back in the day which is like this in college you you run a house painting business Mm -hmm. and they teach you how and then they take a bunch of your money and then (laughs) no it was a great experience I'm just I'm just kidding but I mean (laughs) they uh you know so we did that and and we actually rode in the same car together to to one of the events and I actually I don't remember riding in the car with him but he remembers it like to a T so I always feel kind of bad that I don't have that (laughs) memory but um so it was after I became a member we realized that we knew each other and I was going through the Program. So yeah, we'd email back and forth and I'd ask him some questions. He actually lived in my, my hometown too, which was kind of a crazy coincidence. Yeah. So I went through his blueprints and I was like, man, nothing's really sticking out to me. So I decided to hit him up. I really wanted to get coffee with him. I was like, hey man, can I meet you for coffee? I, I'll help you get one of your bucket list items off your bucket list, cross, cross it off the list. And it happened to be that he, one of his items was that he wanted his name to be on a cocktail menu, like a cocktail named after him. Yeah. So I was like, look, I work at a cocktail bar, like meet with me and help me do this and I'll help you, you know, get your name on a cocktail. Right. And you were already a part of his program at this point. I was already a part. Yeah. I just wanted some extra help. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure. Um, and he definitely would have met with me if I didn't offer that. He's yeah. just like that kind of dude. But I felt like it helped having yeah, some incentive. Uh, yeah, it's good to like offer something up front just to show that you're not one of those people that take, take. Oh, you know? yeah, totally, totally. So, yeah. um, And so what I, what I came to him with was like, I was like, I really wanted to be a video editor. So this is my first point. My first point of like for any of the listeners is that I really, I was obsessed with my passion. And I think a lot of people out there are kind of obsessed with doing something that they're passionate about. I know I was totally that's all I wanted to do it was like it has to be something I'm passionate about otherwise I'm not doing it so I'll bartend until then so I chose video editing because I liked you know I liked the idea of editing movie trailers and stuff like that so he worked with me and he was like he was he was always 
he was like, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a way to do it. It wasn't part of his program, but he just, he worked with me and then, you know, kind of coached me a bit. And then actually over time, we ended up becoming friends and he ended up becoming a regular at the bar I was at. And then, I mean, this is over like a couple of years. It took forever. So finally, I think one day I realized that video editing wasn't going to work. And am I still on track with what we're talking about here? Yeah, yeah right. you're good, man. <laughs> right. Actually, cool. you're giving me a lot of ideas. There's a few points we need to talk about further, but yeah, keep yeah, going. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so video editing was like, I just realized I was working so much and I had gotten burned with a contract and it was, I felt like it was going to be very impossible. It was going to be very challenging to do location independently and there was a lot lower hanging fruit. Like, I could have made it work if I was willing to put years into this. The video editing? Video editing, yeah. And I kind of felt, I felt very, I mean, I sort of felt defeated for a while. I was like, ugh, I can't do what I'm passionate about. What's, what is there that I can do? So, it was definitely lifestyle first, passion second then, I guess. Because, you know, like, you could have done, possibly done that, but be forced to stay in Portland, you know? What, video editing? Yeah. Yeah, totally. It was like, no, I was choosing passion first. That's what... Oh, okay. That's what I... But you wanted to fit it into lifestyle, which was very important to you as well. So I had chosen career first, like what I was doing, and then I was trying to fit it into a location-independent model. And that was much more difficult, and I don't recommend doing that route. And it was actually... I finally made this a switch in my sort of thinking about things and I recommend to any of the listeners make this switch early on because it only took me between making this switch it was less than a year to actually go location independent Um, so once I made this switch it was that I was going to choose my lifestyle first and then I was going to fit in my income and my career second so I just chose one of the things on in location rebel and I was like all right content writing that's easy enough I can figure out how to do that I don't really I never studied writing like I didn't go to writing school you know I went to business school and I wasn't I don't even I never thought of myself as a great writer but I was like I can do this I'll figure it out and then moved from content writing to now what I'm doing is copywriting okay yeah all right and was video editing any one of the streams he talked about in location rebel no it had nothing to do with it I just was like a Bent. I was like, yeah, I was set on making it work. <laughs> okay, so there's, there's a few things you talked about there that I, I want to touch on. First of all, that, that passion thing. And yeah. I think the, the way you're talking about it, it seems like passion can almost be, that, that advice to follow your passion can almost be a bit of a trap. Totally, um, yeah. Maybe people are misinterpret. some people might misinterpret that as like, I don't know, like especially with creative things, you know, like you might be highly passionate about it, but if you if you don't have the talent, like it's not going to work. Like for me, I was I used to pursue um, uh, producing and producing music and DJing. Nice. And um, I was like, I was I think I was in that passion trap, the same thing that you were in. I, I and I read like you, I read a lot of self development stuff. So I, there's a there's a tra- I love personal development. Don't get me wrong, but there's some there's some traps in there. I think. Yeah. And one of the things was like, yeah, go after your dreams, <laughs> whatever you're passionate about, go after and all that stuff. Yeah. And you know, f all the realism and, and just go after it. And it was like the worst time of my life. You know, <laughs> like I'd be I'd be trying to make it work. I did everything. I had. Um, a mentor 
um, who was really good, really good mentor, made, makes really, you know, produces really awesome EDM music to this day. And, you know, I'd sit in the chair and it, it, and it turned things on and off, like, um, you know, like maybe raising a, a de- uh, you know, a certain frequency, a, a one or two decibels. And he'd be like, listen to the difference. And I'd be like, I don't hear anything. I just did not have the oral skills for it. And like yourself, like when I was like, okay, this is not working. I'm going to stop doing this and pursue something else. I did something else. And that is like this channel, for example, like uh, the, sorry, the YouTube channel and now like the blog and now the podcast, um, we'll see how the podcast goes, but you know, I was like, yeah, I can really do this and I'm, I'm feeling the groove and it's coming naturally. It's still something that I really enjoy, but, um, it wasn't that one thing, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And And I guess, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, I just was going to say that I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to choose one thing and that's where I I was getting very hung up and I think a lot of people do. It's like you choose a career and then you're, you do it for the rest of your life. You know, you better choose right. That's kind of how I felt, (laughs) you know, don't fuck this up. Yeah. Actually, it's funny you say that because um, I recorded a video today, which will be out by the time you guys are listening to this. It'll be on my YouTube channel, um, How to Find Your Path in the digital, as a Digital Nomad or a similar title. And yeah, well, I talk about this uh, stuff as, you know, this, the one thing is a trap. To sound poetic, life is but an experiment and, and you, you kind of just go through it trying different things and seeing what works and kind of yeah. growing that self-awareness. Yeah. Seems like you agree with that. Totally. It's all skills too. It's all skills and, and they might not seem like they're going to relate right away, but they all, everything's somehow weird, weirdly, I mean, not everything relates, but in the end, like st- certain skills that you pick up along the way are going to play a part in your other profession in some way you didn't expect. Yeah. I've, at least I've found that. Okay. So, yeah. And, and the other thing I wanted to ask you was... Um, the, the copywriting, I'm assuming that it's something that you found that you enjoy and that you you found to be good at. Yeah. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's the other the thing that I found was cool about just, you know, another like tidbit of advice would be just choose one thing and really like anything that you think you can do yeah. as far as if you want to become location independent. So I chose content writing because it was the easiest thing you could do. And I like, you know, I could probably learn it the quickest, yeah. probably not get paid that much. And I, I, I was like, all right, I had an idea that copywriting was going to be down the line, but I didn't really even know what copywriting was. I didn't really know a whole lot about it. I was just like, that sounds cool. <laughs> you can make a bunch of money. All right. Yeah. Um, and so when I went down this, this content writing path for a while, I, um, I loved that I was able to travel and stuff and I, I realized that I was I realized I wasn't very good at it and so it took a lot for me to get to the point where I was sustainable as a location independent entrepreneur yeah. like making you know more as much as my expenses and it ended up leading like that whole trial period I went through some rough times as I was you know when I started traveling and I was working as a content writer I went through some really rough times of like of just feeling like I sucked at writing and had to, I basically had to go through the trenches and just get a lot better and get faster. And then when I, 
when I landed, started figuring out copywriting and started landing copywriting jobs, that my life was so much easier because of the content writing stuff that I went through, like that whole process. And I realized that I really, really liked copywriting and there was things about it that was like human nature and psychology, stuff that I'd forgotten that I loved back in college and back in high school that played parts in this and that it also has a huge demand. There's the marketplace will pay you quite abundantly if you're good at it. So it was all these things kind of came together and it just came from choosing the one thing. Like you, I, maybe I got lucky because I chose the right thing, but it was like the lowest hanging fruit. So just, just for the listeners who might not understand the difference between content writing and copywriting, I guess copywriting is the persuasive version of content writing, I guess. Well, yeah. you'll, you'd be better at explaining it than me, obviously. Yeah, I mean, the, the con- content writing is just blog posts and web pages yeah. and things like that. And copywriting is more specifically f- from persuasive sales writing. So in, or, in, to getting, getting somebody to, to take an action or to get... to be compelling and I don't know they all kind of content writing has a lot of copywriting in it but if you're a copywriter then you're you're paid to like make people buy stuff (laughs) basically okay cool I I really want to get into your you know the journey of you sort of figuring out the remote work and travel but I was I was wondering if we could take one step back and just talk about um, location rebel a bit yeah and uh, for people that don't know Location Rebel, how would you describe it? There's a few different paths you can take within it. Is it's a membership thing? Is that yeah? Correct? No, it's a one-time. It's a one-time fee, and it's you get lifetime access to basically the blueprints. So Sean teamed up with a bunch of different location independent entrepreneurs, digital nomads, yeah. and who were successful in in completely different fields. So, you know, there's anything from content writing to copywriting to product creation to web development to other bunch of stuff. He keeps adding things as well. So you pay for that and then you get the blueprints of basically how to develop that skill. And it's just, and, and I think one of the most useful parts of it for me was that there's a whole forum in there. He's created this whole community of people who are digital nomads, either aspiring digital nomads or successful digital nomads. And there's all people from there from all different experiences. So, you know, a lot of newbies are in there and then a lot of experts are in there helping the newbies. And, um, and that's where actually I got my, my first experience was when I learned content writing, I was like, okay, I have to do this, but I'm not good enough to get paid yet. So I went into the forums and I asked somebody, you know, I'm, I put a post to like, who is doing content writing that needs, that wants to outsource their work to me and pay me, you know, dog shit. And then like, I'll, you can edit my work cause I'm not very good, but it'll, it'll help you. So it'll save you time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's how I got my confidence up is like I was writing and then I was getting paid literally like a dollar an hour or something. And she was, you know, saying, Oh, this is pretty good and editing it a little bit. And then after doing that a while, I was like, okay, now I can go out on my own. Awesome. Am I allowed to swear on this by the way? Oh yeah. I think, I think I put a swear word into, Oh no, that was a video. My last video I did, I, I swore in it and I was just like, had the same thought. I'm like, hmm, like, I think that's the first time I've sweared on my YouTube channel. Like, and it was a pretty bad swear word as well. It was like the F word, you know, oh, wow. it was pretty bad. Like I was going from zero to the F word. Is yeah. I think that video is probably yeah. going to get banned on YouTube. Let's be honest, <laughs> yeah. you know, 
just like the F word in there. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure YouTube have got teams going through like the channels and like, hey, you swore. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. That's cool, man. But how, how important do you think was location rebel? And I'm not kind of asking you to sell it here or anything, but I'm just, I'm just saying like, you know, aspects of, I guess what aspects helped you the most and, and do you think that you could have done it by yourself? I think definitely I could have done it by myself. However, I probably would have taken a lot longer. And, he, and the other thing is that if I didn't have Sean as a friend yeah. and, I, and I didn't do Location Rebel, yeah. I, I don't know if I would have done it by myself because I didn't know anyone else that was doing this. Yeah. So I think one of the most, most important things about Location Rebel is not just the information in there, but when you get on there and you start communicating with hundreds of other people, I don't know, there might be thousands of people on there now, but there's hundreds of other people who are location independent and, you know, like I'm getting up every day and my roommate's going to his nine to five job. All my friends were getting happy hour after their nine to five jobs. Every weekend is kind of the same. So I'm in this bubble of, you know, the, the ordinary world. And so and I get online and I get on the forums. It's like all these people that are speaking this different way of life that I'm, that I'm like, Oh, this is possible. And this is a, another reality. So it's, it's reaffirming to my, you know, to my conscious mind and to my unconscious mind that this is possible and this is real. So I think, I think I could have done it on my own. However, it would have taken me a lot longer just because I would have been continually conditioned by my environment that I need to like, stay in one city and work at a normal job and yeah. and you know not travel and does that make sense like yeah totally and actually this is something that I was discussing today with my coaching clients and um you know the the importance of influence and I'm I'm a, I'm very much like this I, I live in the, the reality I am I think I'm you know like a lot of people but that's why I, I mean I told June if you're watching this I told June um, or listening to this sorry <laughs> I told June that like I think it's good to have like have an idea before you come out here but I definitely recommend anyone to like come out here and like not wait until you have it all figured out yeah. or think you have it all figured out before you come <laughs> out here because you know, I mean, I'm out here still figuring it out. Like I was, if we're going to, you know, talk about, go back to kind of that, like how to find your path stuff. I didn't chose copyright, uh, copywriting or content writing. I chose web development mm -hmm. and now I'm not really doing web development anymore. And I found an opportunity here in Chiang Mai to do marketing work. And it's great. And I'm working with a location independent entrepreneur, which is who I want to be working for. And the influence I get from that, it's like, it's like entrepreneurship is his religion. And I am like at his church, <laughs> you know what I mean? Actually, that's a good, good analogy there. I'm chuffed with myself, but yeah. Um, well done. Do you know what I mean? Like that influence is so important. And one of the, um, yeah, the first client I had today, Femi, he um, said to me that it's just like, yeah, just talking to you is good because I need to, you know, sort of have that influence, associate with people that are, that are the living this lifestyle and kind of in this world because it's easy to get caught up in the ordinary world. And, yeah. um, you know, you might read a blog post and then be like, oh, that sounds cool. I mean, like, there's so many people, actually, that are, that, that are like, oh, that sounds cool. And I don't know whether it's – some of them, I'm sure, are just like, oh, I just want to travel and I don't want to have to work. And 
but of course there's work in being a digital nomad. Right. But some of them, I think, say that and then I think they want it, but then they go back to their regular life because that reality holds strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, I think um, that's actually a really good point. What you brought up was, was kind of the balancing or I get the fine line of, of being over-prepared and under-prepared because yeah. you don't want to wait and be like, you know, master your skills for years and years before you start travel or before you go somewhere. Or maybe you do, I don't know. But but you also want to have a plan. You don't want to just start, you know, leave and then not have any skills that you are trying to develop. Yeah. And I think that's an important part. But it, it's, I think, erroring on the side of, the sooner you can do it, the better, like the sooner, because it's, you can come to a place like this and live pretty inexpensively and learn a ton here just by being around people. Like, like you said, like that influence, that environment that you, you know, you start embodying that as part of your persona, you know, like you become the digital nomad just by being around people. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I would say having savings is definitely a key. Yeah. Uh, I actually, so I, I, I gave myself, <clears throat> when I decided content writing, I gave myself nine months yeah. to, you know, travel the, or like to quit my job and buy a one-way ticket. And I saved up, I think I had 10 grand in savings, maybe something mm-hmm. like that. I sold all my stuff and, and I had my skill. So I had my skill that I'd been working on for that nine months. And then I sold my stuff. I did a little traveling and I got here and, and that skill was not enough to sustain my, um, expenses level. Yeah. Like it, it helped slow it down the burn rate, yeah. but it wasn't enough. I wasn't good enough yet, but because I forced myself to get out here, I kind of, it was like sink or swim. And I yeah. luckily s- swam eventually. Okay. Um, I burned through a lot of savings though, yeah. like with traveling and things. So that's my other like recommendation is give yourself some time and save up some money plan for, you know, like you're not, <laughs> it's going to take a little while before you start earning quite a bit of money. Well, everyone's different, but it took me a while, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so Nah, I get you. And actually the, this part of your journey is what I wanted to talk about next actually. So yeah. Yeah, the point where, you know, we already covered you, you joined Location Rebel, you know, finally made the switch from video editing to copyright, uh, content writing. Yeah. And then I guess was the, the switch into copywriting, was that before you left? Oh, no. I was, what, you mean when I left the United States? Yeah. No, I, I was still doing content writing. I'd been doing that for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'd been, yeah, I'd been doing that for part-time, very, very part-time for nine months. Like yeah. in, during the day I would do that and then I would bartend at night. Okay, cool. And then I took the trip and, you know, wait, what was the question? <laughs> what am I talking about? Yeah. I was actually, yeah, it was, um, the transition from content writing into copywriting. Oh yeah. yeah. That was a re- you're saying that's that was, recent. That or? was pretty, that's been pretty recent. Yeah. Okay. That was the last few months. Okay. And I've been studying con- copywriting for longer, but okay the last few months is when I made the official switch. Okay. So, so talk us through it. You, 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 you left the, you got a one way ticket to where? Yeah. So I actually went to Paris first cause my, <laughs> my, uh, um, not a typical digital yeah, the cheap places, you know? Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, so I went, my friend was actually getting married and that was the, that was kind of the, we got our, 
we got our ticket. Oh, sorry, we got our invitations in January of that year, and I was like, "This is it. That's when I'm going. I'm going to leave on my one-way ticket, and I'm going to go to his wedding. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to kind of start off the the trip." So I went to Paris, um, and that's kind of why I burned through all my savings. Is like me and a bunch of my college friends are all in Paris, and we're going out every night to like 50 euro dinners. And, and I'm sure they didn't have the same perspective oh, no. of of what you were no, trying to do. They're going home in like a week, so. Oh yeah, they're not trying to save money at all. I had, um, I actually, I had a met a guy. Um, for those of you who've listening, been listening to the podcast, we've had um, Blake and Zach on. But when I met Blake and Zach, they were with another friend, George. And I hope to have George on the on the show as well. But he's a copywriter as well, and he got caught up with some tourists, man. And <laughs> that's it. Like he was he was off in Copenhagen partying. This is the stuff we're gonna have to talk about on the video. But yeah, it's it's funny. Like you get a, a new challenge when you become a digital nomad, and that is like people think that you're on vacation, and then they just. You know, like, you, and then once you hang out with people that are on vacation, you're like, oh, well, now I have to act like I'm on vacation. And then, yeah, yeah anyway, like so <laughs> I thought I'd add that tidbit in there. Yeah. No, that's, a, that's, a, that's exactly, totally what happened. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I went to Paris and then, and I felt like I had so, I had felt like 10 grand is, I don't know, maybe it was nine and a half grand, but 10 grand. I felt like I was I could just be doing whatever. Like it felt like it was gonna be a long time before I was gonna be burning through that. Yeah. So I was a little careless with how I was spending my money and stuff and I was like, Oh, I'm here, I might as well go to Amsterdam and you know <laughs> And then all of a sudden oh, wow. and then we went to Oktoberfest, I went with a couple of friends, and then all of a sudden You're off the rails. I was like, I need to get the fuck out of Europe. <laughs> like, it's so expensive here. Yeah. And so I flew to... Yeah, Western Europe, um, especially. Oh, yeah, totally. And I flew to Bangkok. And this whole time, I have not been working. Like, I've, I had yeah. figured out sort of a break because I didn't want to, you know, a break in my contracts yeah. and stuff. And so I got to Bangkok, and then I didn't really know. And I still felt sort of in vacation mode. So I went and, like, took some scuba diving lessons down to the islands. And okay. um, that was the problem that I ran was hanging out. I felt like I was in vacation mode, and I didn't wasn't ready to start working yet and I was like hanging out with all these other people who were no one was working so after I got my certification as a scuba diver I was like all right I need to like get some work done so I went I actually went straight to Chiang Mai because I had this I I heard there was some other people I thought I felt like it was a good place to to set up shop and start working and stuff um and can I just stop you there what how did you know that Chiang Mai was like we, we we're here now and we know Chiang Mai is like probably the best city in the yeah. world to connect with other digital nomads and it's got the right mix of everything but did you know that before you got here or actually come to or think what of it, was the indicator that was like oh yeah Chiang Mai sounds like a good one come to think of it I didn't know I actually don't think I knew that it was such a digital nomad hub yeah I had heard about it maybe but I it really wasn't on my radar I Thailand was kind of on my radar yeah. but that's as far as I knew <laughs> And Chiang Mai, I knew that it was a city, a cool city that wasn't Bangkok, that wasn't like <laughs> ins- yeah. crazy. Yeah. And it would, I just seemed from what I'd heard about it, like a good place to like get some work done and, and set up shop, you know? Okay, cool. Yeah. So how long ago was that? Did you... That was in September, uh, sorry, beginning of October of last year. Okay. So yeah, like, so, I don't know, mid... Beginning so to mid October. Would you say so? You've been based in Chiang Mai since then. Yeah, yeah, I've been back home to Portland, and then 
I did some Vietnam. Um, sure, sure we'll get to. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so I'm kind of based here as well um, now. But what? Why Chiang Mai? In terms of what? What made it stop you from traveling? And was it because you felt like if you kept traveling, you'd be in vacation mode? Was that the case? I. I'd actually asked um, Sean for his advice about this. I was I, e- I remember seeing it, sending him an email and being like, "Hey, what do you think? Should I s- travel or should I like set up shop and work? And, or I uh, sorry, travel and try to work?" And his advice was like, "You know, you can always travel. I would just find a place to start working." And and I thought about it, and that's kind of w- when I decided, "Yeah, it's going to be a lot easier for me to really," because re- I I was like doing okay as a content writer, but I wasn't building the kind of business that I really, that I was just, you know, in abundance of income. So my, I I really wanted to like stay in one place and build a business and then build a location independence business so later I could be traveling and, you know, have more freedom and stuff. Um, Yeah. So, so I came here and I didn't, and then when I started working, I realized that I, I remember having this sort of it all hit me once because I stopped vacationing, you know, and then I got here, I got an apartment and all of a sudden I was completely alone and I was trying to work every day and I was like sucking at it and I was going through this really hard time in content writing, trying to make, you know, enough money to fit my expenses. And I got really like depressed. I got very, uh, I was like, I don't know a single person. I'm, what have I done? Like, I don't even like content writing because I suck so bad at it. (laughs) And were you just being hard on yourself or did you did you actually suck? I mean, I mean, because you're a I, good copywriter. I, I, you know? now, I'm good now, but it's because I went through that period of sucking. And I, I was sucking, yes. It oh, was taking me a very so long time. So in the time. beginning, you were sucking. In the beginning, yeah. yeah. It was taking me a very long time to write articles that were worth, that were, you know, like I was basically taking like six hours to write a 400-word article. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was getting paid like 30 bucks for it or something. Yeah. So well, I don't know what the math is on that, but it's not very good. <laughs> so... <laughs> So anyway, I got really bummed out and then I was like, oh, I don't know anyone. And, and then, um, I don't know, something switched and I was like reading some book or something. And <laughs> <laughs> wow. Such a pivotal yeah. moment that yeah. you just somehow forgotten. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I remember it was, I was reading the book mastery and it was about people who, it was by Robert Greene, people yeah. who become masters. And, and then I also read a Mark Manson article um, at the same time. And I'd also reached out to my family and was like, Hey, and I asked them what, you know, I think I was just kind of sharing where I was at. I was like, I think I fucked up. Wow. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And I'm like doing this wrong career. And I was kind of asking them like, what, you know, do you have any advice for what I like to do? What else uh, I could be doing yeah. for a career? And then I don't know, amidst all that, it was like, I realized that, that, I was doing exactly what I wanted to be doing and I really just needed to push through. Yeah, totally. And so I share that because it was like a really tough time and I think it's kind of gets, it's always darkest before it's dawn, you know, like, yeah, I can, I don't know. Maybe that's a common thing because I had that as well. And yeah, like actually a few times um, where like things get hard and then you have a tough day and you think, well, like, what am I even doing here? Maybe I'll just go home or something. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's just like you said, it's just a tough period and darkest before it's dawn kind of thing. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, for me, I was, you know, freelancing wasn't really 
the online freelancing through Upwork thing wasn't working too well for me and it, the particular skills I was choosing to, uh, well, let's just say it was video editing, <laughs> which makes sense. I was, I was trying to, you know, sell myself as a video editor on, on Upwork time, for, a, right? for a time period, yeah. And, and then afterwards I was just like, yeah, look, I'm going to go after what, you know, I, I really want. And that was to get something like more substantial, get like a, a, some kind of job. And, and lo and behold, well, how do you say it? Lo and behold? Yeah, lo and behold, um, this opportunity came up with um, working with Max, doing you know, doing marketing for him, and yeah, he could just see my drive and 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 you know, like I had experience with doing marketing on my own sort of projects. I had you know, very interested in that stuff, um, and yeah, it just it just happened like that. So I don't know whether that was law of attraction or, I guess you do attract the things you focus on, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like the, the the universe does conspire to help you when you're um when you you know on the path. I yeah, guess. yeah, it's, it's it, totally like if you're committed, and whether or not it's the 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 universe or whether it's just other people or people could see that you know when yeah. you know, like totally like once <laughs> I don't know like jump and the net is, appears or something, whatever this quote is like if you jump the net will appear. Oh, is, okay. is some quote yeah. and it's it's exactly like the what the experience that i that i think we had as well like making that leap and it's not it's not easy it's not just all you know butterflies and rainbows the whole time <laughs> <laughs> nice. and and i think there is a tough part like it 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 was a a struggle that i i had to go through and i share that because so people can expect that it's not an easy road and there's going to be a lot of unknown and it's going to be kind of scary at times, but that's when it gets really rewarding is right after that, you know, like, like things, obviously if you push through, then like I was able to get through that period and then it really like, uh, fuck, what was I even saying? I totally lost it. <laughs> That's all right. We were, oh, we were talking about, oh, the, the stuff when I was like feeling depressed and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was like, fuck it, dude. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, fuck it, man. Like I can do this. And I just got this different drive. And, and then I, I started looking at my, I looked at my work in a whole different way. I looked at it instead of something I was going to be stuck in for the rest of my life. It was like, no, this is a skill I'm building and it's not going to be permanent. And it's to live the lifestyle. Again, it brought me back to the lifestyle thing because yeah. I was focused so much on what I was doing. And I was like, this is pretty cool. I'm out here so I had this totally different perspective switch and you know it was when it was you know like when dawn came or whatever you want to call it it was great I had this totally different outlook and then right everything felt like it was conspiring in my (laughs) in my favor like all these all of a sudden like I got connected with all these other digital nomads and I was no longer by myself anymore and I had people and positive influence and that was a huge huge part of it a huge part of like being able to talk with other people about my struggles too finding this community here and being like look I I'm sucking at this writing thing and so okay and and you and you said you came back to that lifestyle thing again but I mean, I get it because I'm out here and people might not see it like, oh, Chris, you work really hard and you're out here and why don't you just go back home and you can have a nice nine to five job and then (laughs) chill out on the weekends and have a nice, you know, steak dinner and all that stuff. Right. Um, And then, you know, I guess we talked at the beginning about how we wanted to travel, but let's be honest, we're not 
you know, traveling a lot at the moment. And, yeah. and so what do, you, what, what do you mean when you say the lifestyle? I, I know I can describe it, but what, when, for you, what is it? It's, do you mean the lifestyle, my lifestyle or a lifestyle of a digital nomad? Well, okay, so maybe I'll start then. There was a question, I'm thinking a particular question on my YouTube, uh, one of my YouTube videos where somebody asked me, oh, how often do you work? And I'm like, well, I usually work six days a week and, you know, from these times. And he's just like, whoa, that's a lot. And then I'm just like, yeah, I can understand how people back home would think oh, like that. Right, right, but yeah. for me, I guess the lifestyle is about choice and flexibility. Yeah. Um, and you have this freedom. And the reason why I work hard is because I like working towards the rewards of what I'm doing is, is, is it's rewarding basically. And, yeah. and I have that flexibility where, and, and, um, who was I talking to about recently with with um, freelancing? I think it was um, I think it might have been uh, Blake actually, who was on the first uh, episode on this podcast. But it was about how you can like accelerate your career with freelancing. If you're in this job, you, you know, and you want to work your way up the ladder, you got to wait for the person above you to drop out. Maybe they get a better job, they go somewhere else, they get fired or something, and then there's a spot that yeah, opens up, yeah. and then you take that. And so. Climbing the ladder can be a long and arduous process. And we were talking at dinner about, I can't remember the specific example, but somebody was talking about how he went from like, you know, five to 10, you know, in, in like one step because of just finding the right client. So I don't know. Did did those give you some ideas? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the question is, what is the lifestyle like for me? Like, yeah. Like what, what you said, the lifestyle is the motivation. What is the lifestyle? Okay. So um, it's, it's, I think the, the value of freedom is one of the biggest things, the freedom and, and ownership and kind of creativity. Cause like you said, it's once I started freelancing and, and working on my own and developing my, building my own business, it's all me. It's all, it's, and exactly, there's no, there's no longer a ceiling as far as what I can do. Yeah. Everything that I put into it is stuff that I can continue growing and it's, it's very, like <laughs> it's very measurable, right? So it's, I, or sorry, it's, I directly impact how much money I make yeah. and how, how successful I am. So I, when I'm working, you know, six, even seven days a week, yeah. it doesn't feel like I'm working because I'm doing this. I'm like building this thing for myself. It's my own thing. You know, it's yeah. like cre- creative. And to me, the lifestyle always comes back to I'm creating my ideal lifestyle. I'm starting, I'm living more and more what I, every day, my ideal lifestyle, maybe not every day, but as much as I can every day, like my ideal lifestyle. And that was an exercise that I got from Sean back in the day. Um, It was where you basically write out your ideal lifestyle, like your ideal day in sort of a general sense, like your ideal work day. And you write out every detail of it, what you do in the very more, in the very, from when you wake up to when you go to bed. And I've sort of adapted that into like my ideal lifestyle. And that's, to me, it it revolves around freedom and it revolves around building my own thing. And it's constantly changing, but I try to live more of that every day. And to me, that's why why I'm out here and why I'm doing what I'm doing is to live more of that ideal lifestyle. And that's what totally motivates me, you know? So, and it doesn't, like when I, when I do my ideal lifestyle, it's not some, like when I'm talking about my work, it's not this concrete thing. Like I copyright for five hours. It's more like I contribute my creativity in my own way 
somehow that gives a lot of value to a lot of people. And I can do that in various ways. And I, right now I just happen to be doing it in copywriting. Does that make sense? That answer? Yeah, the, that's nice. awesome. Nice. And that's, that's, um, a great place to start finishing up. Uh, I think I always yeah. like to end on a high note. <laughs> yeah. Um, so wrapping up, do you have any, like any kind of big tips, any, anything you want to like end on what's, what's kind of like, you know, if you had like a minute to, to sort of get, give some advice to somebody, do you have anything you would say in that, in that short space of time? Yeah, it's, I think it's, I want to go back to what you were saying about how, you know, the universe sort of conspires with, and I can't, I can't say this for sure because I'm not like a scientist or I don't even have, I have I don't no think that's, I don't even evidence. think that's science. Well, maybe science, that's science. <laughs> <laughs> Some metaphysical kind right. of stuff. I have know? no proof that this is actually works, but in my experience, once I made a choice, a firm direction, like a firm choice, then everything, even though it was very challenging, worked and helped push me along in that direction. And so with, with that in mind, it's actually a lot easier coming at like, now that I'm living this lifestyle, it's a lot of it was the mental barriers. I think that I was living, that I was, that I had. And had I seen this image of me living here like this five years ago, I would have done this a lot sooner. Just having known that it wasn't so crazy and scary and difficult and it wasn't this totally out there thing. So I would say, just <laughs> do it, man. I don't know. I mean, that's just terrible. That's terrible advice. But but really, like, just yeah, like making it happen. Like you were saying earlier, making it happen sooner, sooner than later. Don't be have paralysis by analysis, and you know, make sure everything, every duck is in line before you go. Yeah. All right. Thanks for coming on the show, Colin. Yeah, man. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, really good chat. And uh, thanks for going real in depth with us. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more about Colin as well as everything else we talked about in today's episode, you can find all of that information and more in the show notes. Just head to christhefreelancer.com slash podcast slash Colin dash Pomeroy. That's christhefreelancer.com slash podcast slash C-O-L-I-N dash P-O-M-E-R-O-Y. As this is the first week of the podcast, we'd greatly appreciate it if you could download all the episodes, hit subscribe, leave us a review, or just share this podcast with a friend. All of this will help the podcast reach a larger audience so that we can inspire even more people to think differently about the way they work and live. And as an extra incentive, we'll be giving away a three 30-minute coaching call with me to the first 10 listeners who leave a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you didn't like the podcast, please don't leave a five-star review. I want it to be genuine, of course. But if you found today's episode valuable, please go ahead and leave a review. All the details about how you can redeem the free session will be in the show notes at christopherelancer.com slash podcast. And as always, thanks for listening and we hope to see you in the next episode with Sunir Alayov.